Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, it's been a tough go, as we just talked about in our education world. And, and we want to talk to Kate Diaz, who did a, a survey on this from CEA. And it's important stuff. We've been sort of tracking on all, all this stuff, you know, ever since I started doing the show and through the pandemic. Kate, good morning. How are you? Good. Um, good morning. How are you today? I'm well. Just, you know, um, for people who don't know, just give us a few of the, um, the I guess I would say, highlights of the survey that, that we talked about that came out last week. Yeah, I think some of the concerns are that 74% of our teachers are still seeking to leave the profession prematurely, not go all the way to retirement. And, you know, while that's stable from last year, it's still an extraordinary number. And we're still seeing responses of like 99% of our teachers still cite um, stress and burnout and uh, issues with autonomy as really key factors there. So we're not seeing shifts in the things that teachers are saying are important, things like salary, um, respect. So works uh, in progress as far as the state of Connecticut is concerned. Right. So why is that? Like, why no improvement at all in some of these metrics? Well, I think some of it is financial. You know, I think there was, uh, there's the lack of acknowledgement of pandemic work. You know, we're the only essential workers who were never acknowledged for the work that we did. Uh, we were specifically excluded from all programs to do so. So I think that is still lingering in teachers' heads about... And why is that? Really, Be- is that because some people, there was some resentment over the teachers were very hesitant to go back in the classroom? Like, why would that be? Well, I think it was more that uh, the state felt it was the municipalities, the municipalities felt it was the state. We got in customarily, you know, kind of squashed between government um, and nobody picked up the ball and said, well, these people are too important to forget. And so I think that is still a, a challenge and teachers still see that and really are, you know, frustrated. I also think lagging wages continues to be a stress point. You know, when we're talking about an average starting salary across the state of 48000 for people who are expected to pursue a master's degree and carry the weight of helping raise children in the state of Connecticut, because we no longer are responsible solely for academic progress. We're working with emotional and emotional well-being priority that if we aren't talking about becomes a barrier to academic success. So there's a lot of weight on these classroom teachers. You know, this isn't a leading question. I I really do want to know the answer. Kate Diaz from CEA joining us. Besides bringing this stuff to people's attention, what are you as an organization, whether it's lobbying or what, like to to change the tide here? Because there has to be an effort on all sides. Well, I think we're, we're looking to engage with um, all the stakeholders we can. 
So having conversations, not just with legislators, but with business leaders um, and other community advocacy groups talking about how do we change sort of the work that is going on in schools to be more reflective of the work that we actually know our students need. So, for example, yesterday I spent my Sunday with special education parents and advocates talking about the state of sort of the union there and what we can do to improve the school environment. So upping our profile with all these groups, make sure that we're stakeholders, all the big conversations going on around education, working with, you know, the commissioner and the DCS commissioner and talking about how we integrate work with our different service groups. I think it's really important, but I also think there has to be, and we continue to offer this, um, really kind of a public image campaign about education. Last year we did our Because of a Teacher campaign and really tried to emphasize that teachers are hard at work in every single field. You see our touches across all industry because our students are the workers of tomorrow. So I think we're really trying to give people the sense that education is a worthwhile investment because of how far it reaches in terms of impact. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, for me, I mean, I, I we can have a, you know, role in relationship with unions and municipalities conversation later. But I said that I had the governor on the uh, last week and I have a big thing, big issue with HVAC or whatever. And I just said, you know, right. if you had to go to your job and it was, you had to be in an office that was 90 degrees for eight hours, you wouldn't go to work. You know, and I, I mean, right. I, I think there's this weird double standard when it comes to education that extends in a lot of different phases. And so I do think that, um, you know, and it, you know, I think sometimes teachers have gotten maybe a little too much power in some areas, but not enough in others. But th- that's not what I want to focus on. But the 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 survey talks about people who are in in the business, in the education business. But I, what about for a second in terms of people wanting to or not wanting to get into it? And so I want to talk first of all about what have we learned about the teacher shortage? Is it at all better than it was a year or two ago? Kate? Yeah. Oh, sorry. There I caught you. The shortage, um, you know, what we're really learning is that compensation isn't competitive. So people looking around at options, right? They're saying, hey, what is, what are my choices? Um, and then I think there's also more choices in terms of compassionate options. Right. But do we, so uh, are, a, is the shortage, I guess it may be misunderstood. Is the shortage as bad as it's, it's been or is it getting any better? Yes. No, it's not getting any better. It's not. I think we haven't seen any movement to suggest that it would. You know, we aren't seeing increases in enrollments and programs. Um, you know, that's not getting any better at this point. Hmm. And it's, yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be telling you differently, but we haven't seen anything to suggest that there's improvement. Um, and and again, I think it's going to take big efforts if you want to talk about engaging and bringing people into this workforce. We have to start taking away the things that make it. Um, uh, challenging and difficult. So, you know, I'm working with the State Department and a bunch of stakeholders talking about how we address certification and things like that, because I think that's important for us to talk about. Uh, But we also have to talk about incentivizing people to come to the state of Connecticut to work. But you're not going to cross state lines and take a pay cut. No, and I, you know, listen, there's two things I'd say to that. One is I, I, I taught straight out of school at a private school and didn't need certification, and I was terrible, and I, I, I should have had a higher standard. That's one thing. So I think that, you know, having high standards is not necessarily a bad thing, although even if it's 
makes it a tiny bit bit exclusive. But I, I think that's true. Like we need to do more to recruit in general in the state, you know, whether it's financial incentives right. to move here or, or what have you. But I'm also curious real quick before we have to go, do you have any way to get insight into people majoring in, you know, education and are on a track in school to be educators? Do we know if those numbers are down as well? Those numbers have been trending downward for probably the better part of a decade. I sort of we've attacked and, you know, kind of gone after public education. We're fortunate enough to have a group of aspiring educators that work with us who are um, participants in our association. And, you know, they give us a lot of feedback. Some of it is cost barriers. You know, we create about $1,500 worth of fees and costs that students have to absorb in order to even become a certified teacher. And that's extraordinary given that we're, we're going to pay them 48000 So, you know, kids aren't dumb. They look at those things and go, why am I going to do that? Right. And so there's an issue in that. I also think they're watching the political landscape and just sort of, you know, the going after of educators and thinking, well, I really want to work with kids. I want to support families. I want to help, you know, do this really great work. But do I want to become the centerpiece of sort of a, a political battleground? And so I think we have to be conscious that those kind of things do have a, a greater impact. Um, so, you know, being conscious of what are the conversations we're having about education and do they make sense or are they just sort of political uh, volleyball that we're tossing back and forth? Uh, and we're catching literally 22-year-olds in the middle of it and yeah. discouraging them from coming into the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we can talk about sustainability of the profession as well. I think that's a real interesting question about are we building a job that people can actually do or are we building a job with such high expectations that no one can ever feel like they've succeeded? Uh, you know, and that's important as well yeah. to kind of I mean, listen, make sure we're right-sizing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but I do think to some degree – you know, there aren't many problems. We, I don't think you just throw money at it, but I, I think resources are a massive issue here, whether it's infrastructure and Definitely. education or, 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 or the educators themselves. Kate, we got to run. Um, yeah. Appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.